This is Encounters, a dialogue that brings you multifaceted life stories you don't want to miss. The reason I fell in love with environmental law was starting when I was a junior student. We started taking classes on international environmental law. This particular class and the topics on environmental problems and the multilateral environmental agreements and the responsibilities of developing countries, the differences, all these just attracted me. I have sort of principle that a mentor in my life told me, use your brain and follow your heart. For me, that's really something that touched me. And that's the one I've been using since then. Whenever there is something, I don't know which path to go, I always use my brain and finally follow my heart. I still believe women just choose to live the life you want. I don't think any woman has prototype or has a boundary. You need to ask yourself. Follow your heart. Yeah, follow how what life you wanna live right now, or maybe what life you wanna. Anyone can change. Maybe five years later, you wanna live a little bit different, a very different life. Then just go for it. Hello and welcome. I'm Manling in Beijing. Some scholars of international relations predicted that the rising Chinese economy and its global impact would see the 2000s as a Chinese century. As China emerges on the world stage, the 21st century has certainly given Chinese college graduates more career opportunities, both domestic and international. Fulu is typical of those Chinese graduates. Before she entered the job market. Fulu was lucky enough to get an intern opportunity at the UNEP office in Bangkok, Thailand. Although her jobs and where she's worked changed over the past 16 years, her passion about environmental protection has always remained the same. Now she serves as China Director of Clean Air Asia, an international NGO that works for better air quality and healthier cities. In Asia, let's talk about、uh, your growth. When did you graduate? Actually, I started my university education in 1997 in Wuhan University. Law then was not very popular major. I think in the early 90s, many universities even didn't have the law major. Why you decided to take law as your major? Yeah, I remember back then. I think commerce was a popular major. The law school in Wuhan University was top three or even top one back then. For me, when my parents asked me what I wanted to study in university, I actually didn't have any hesitation. I said I would choose law. You were the one who made the decision. Yeah, I made the decision.、Uh, in our family, my parents really respected my decision, and also I think they intentionally let me choose. Even when I was very little, tell me more about your parents. <laughs> <laughs> They have this liberal mindedness to give you this decision-making power. <laughs> yes, I grew up with my parents and also my grandparents, my mom's side. 
And I just felt loved, surrounded by all of them. What、uh, sort of professions your mom and your dad? My、were? mom worked for Eiti, the car manufacturer, one of the largest back then in Changchun. And、mm, my, one of the best. One of the best、yes. back then. And my dad works for there is an institute under the China Academy of Science in Changchun. So they were engineers, right? Yeah, he's an engineer. And、um, your mom? My mom works in the library for that car manufacturer group.、Mm-hmm. They are well educated and they are. Intellectuals, yes. yes. I was lucky. <laughs> you were lucky. Yes. And then, since law was your own decision, but when did the concept of law come into your mind? Actually, I never thought about that. I look back, maybe because my grandma, she loved watching TV series, TV series from Hong Kong, from Taiwan. Um, for the Hong Kong ones back then, many popular TV series were bought. Legal cases, crime scenes, court debate, and I just watched with my grandma, and I was quite interested in this debate and the what is right, what is wrong, and who upholds the justice, especially protecting the this the weak, the weak, the disadvantaged groups of people. I guess maybe that's that had. Some influence on me. So the influence from television series, and、uh, admit or not, maybe that was the first exposures to law you received, right? Have you realized that you have had a sense of justice and fairness when you were little? I think so. I always remember myself as a tomboy, <laughs>、um, fighting for justice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sort of like that. In my memory, also my parents told me sometimes that when I was in kindergarten, I was the one leading my kids' friends,、mm-hmm. uh, running, playing, and sometimes if a kid was sort of sidelined, and I would help him or her. So you actually fought for justice and fairness, right? When you were little, but where did it come from? I really don't know. I think. My all of them parents and grandparents—they're all very nice people. They are kind to others. I was told what was right and what is wrong, and what I shouldn't do. I shouldn't hurt others. And I think I was not lectured, but I was encouraged in daily life. For example, there was once I was on the way back home from kindergarten, and my grandma wanted to buy me. Now we call ice cream back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bingguer. Bingguer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I saw. Case in the same class, also on the same way, and I just stopped asking my grandma also buy、ah. ice cream for them. It seems it's natural, okay. And they actually encourage me to do that. They、yeah. don't stop me doing that. When they find out, they just let me keep doing what I'm doing.、Mm-hmm. You're well loved, and you're sharing love and compassion with others. But law is already a quite rare choice at that time, 1997. And then, how many years later, you decided that you're going to go into environmental protection and environmental law?、Um, Who gave you that influence? The reason I fell in love with environmental law was starting as one was a junior student. We started taking classes on international environmental law, and back then, the professor, his name is Wang Xi. He's well-known scholar in this field. So he gave, Chinese scholar. Chinese scholar. He gave. Classes to undergrad students on international environmental law, 
I think starting from the first class, I was really attracted by him and as a scholar, and also by his class. So that's junior, and then junior and senior two years. This particular class and the topics on environmental problems and the multilateral environmental agreements and the responsibilities of developing countries, the differences, all these just attracted me. So when I was given the opportunity to continue my study to master without taking the entry exam,、mm-hmm. the school asked me to choose which major I wanted to study. You choose his. I choose environmental law, and I choose Professor Wang Xi as、uh-huh. my supervisor. This also took many of my classmates by surprise because all these students who got the opportunity for master study without taking exam, they all chose the law. Economic. The law can law. make, make money. Them money. Yes. Yeah. Civil law, criminal law, or、yeah. commercial law.、Um, it is still a standard for most people here for employment. They will judge whether they can earn the biggest profit as much as possible. Why didn't you choose money? I've also been asking myself this question again. I guess thanks to my parents, they were not rich, but in my memory. You were never poor. I was never poor. I never felt that I needed to get something. I could get it in the end. Nothing fancy, but everything I wanted to have, my parents gave it to me. So you didn't have this want, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> When people suffer from this want, they definitely either it's a want of knowledge or it's a want of money. They're going to go after it. But you were well loved. You were well provided, and the want of money. Was not there for you to pursue. This is how I understand you.、Uh, you didn't have this、um, hunger for money, but did you worry about employment? Because law school students were not really faced with a lot of opportunities of employment back then. Not really. When I studied environmental law, I just I knew I wanted to study that. And when my final year at master study came. My professor Wang Xi told me, "Oh, he was in a meeting at the Nairobi office of UNEP, in the headquarter of UNEP office in Nairobi, and they wanted him to recommend an intern. And then he said, 'Oh, would like to recommend Fulu.' So he told me, 'Okay, there is opportunity. Do you wanna give it a try?' Nairobi. Yeah, in Nairobi. And I said,、mm, 'This is great,' but I was a little bit afraid of going to Nairobi, and also I asked my parents." Also, we check the cost of living there because、mm-hmm. for internship at UNEP, you need to cover your own cost. Yeah, I need to cover everything. And my parents said, "This is a great opportunity. We will support you, but Nairobi is a bit too expensive for us. Do you have other another, options? Other choice?" Yeah. Looking back, I think I was really, really lucky. I asked my professor. He said, "Okay, yeah, check whether the bank of office is okay at UNEP." Then I just. Made a call to back then the State Environmental Protection Agency, the former mm-hmm, Ministry mm-hmm. of、uh, Ecology and Environment. They were just you mean our ministry? Yes. What is the full name of?、Uh... Right now, the full name is Ministry of Ecology and Environment. Yes. And back and the... then, it was called State Environmental Protection Agency.、Mm-hmm. So、we have a name change, yeah. Yes.、Yeah, so、and function change also. Function change yes, also.、Progress. So I pick up the phone and I called the people there. The two people or three people pick up the phone. They were just so nice. They said, "Okay, we will help you." And they just, officials. Officials. They were just the last person who said, "Okay, yes, we know Chinese people working at the UNEP Bank Office. We will give you 
the email address of that person. I got the email address and I wrote to him saying, I heard about Nairobi office and what happened. I really, really want to apply the internship at the office. And the person also replied back quickly, asked me to submit my resume. And then he sent the resume to his boss who made the final decision. And you went? Yes. That was your first trip to a foreign country? Yes, that's my first trip abroad. Share with me how you felt. Any cultural shock, differences, food, uh, life as... Okay, I will say... It's an Asian country, so it's much better, right? Not really cultural shock. Not really? Shock. No. no. No cultural shock. No cultural shock. As a person, I love exploring new things. I want to embrace differences. When I went to the hotel, no slippers. No slippers. Okay, no why? No slippers provided. It's, their, it's part of their culture. People there, many people just walk. You need to bring bare, your own. bare feet. Ah, okay. Yes. So, and there are many, like, because you asked me culture shock, no. Yeah. No yeah. culture shock. Not culture shock, but habits shock. <laughs> yes, just so many. Small habits. Mm-hmm. So many differences. And I like it. I want to see the bright side or the beauty of a different culture. Yeah, so first country to meet foreigners there, right? Different consciousness, different awareness from people there and our people then. I would say for me back then, most people I work with were not Thailand people, actually, because I work for International. UN, UNEP. Mm-hmm. So the colleagues are from Belgium, from, from Thailand, from US, mm-hmm. from UK. International stuff. It's all international stuff. Mm-hmm. So there, definitely, I learned a lot at work and from colleagues. The experience in US, Europe, Japan, how they manage their solid waste, water pollution, sustainable production and consumption. All these are new things to me. So it's a great exposure for you, for career, right? Yes, excellent. As a mother yourself, how do you teach your little son? How old is your son? Two days ago, he turned 10. Oh, happy birthday to the little one. Thank you. And uh, as a mom, right? And an environmental expert, you have environmental protection expertise. And uh, how much you were, you are influencing your own son. I think he already received some environmental education at school, occasionally. That's the school role, right? Yeah, occasionally. Mm -hmm. And for me, I intentionally influence him, but Mm -hmm. I don't lecture him. For example, if we walk on the streets and I see garbage on the ground, I just pick it up and throw it in the garbage bin. That's how I do it. As a role model, right? I want him to see. And also, for example, if he's washing his own socks, he used too much water, water and soap. after this time because yeah. he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Now tell him that is wrong. Mm. First ask him to stop, and then I will show him the pictures of people living in Africa and also show They don't even that. clean water to drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. and show the facts that China is actually a country short of water resources. So these are just our from daily... A small daily. bit and this and that, right? Yes. Do you think your son will follow your footprints to study law or environmental protection in the future? I don't know. Have I, you ever uh, talked about, you know, future or whatever? No, what? I don't really ask him the question. What do <laughs> Too you want early, to right? <laughs> Only uh, 10 years old. I don't think even my parents never asked me that question. I don't plan to ask him. He told me once but he what, wanted to be a driver for Subway. And right now he said he want to be a basketball player. See, he is focused on his interest. Yes. Right. As a career woman, 
you have any advices for young career women who wants to be successful in their careers? Anything to share? I have sort of principle that a mentor in my life told me. She was my boss at UNEP in Bangkok. By the way, the teacher Wang Xi. Wang Xi, is he still your mentor? Yes, he's the one who brought me to this field, and、yes. he's the one who opened the gate for me to your to work. UN UNEP.、Right? Yes, and, and then until now, you remained、um, good friends. Yes, good. and the other mentor in my life is this lady. She's my boss at UNEP, and after I came back to Beijing, we became friends, and I consult with her for ideas from time to time. There was a moment. I need to decide if I will I will leave Bangkok because I was offered another contract for another year. I was just deciding if I will take it. Then this lady Zhao Wei she told me use your brain and follow your heart. That's a good advice. For me, that's really something that touched me, and that's the one I've been using since then. Whenever there is something I don't know which path to go, I always. Use my brain and finally follow my heart. Can you give me a more specific example? First, about the UN job decision, because for the UN salary working environment, the great platform, everything was great, lucrative. <laughs> yes. At that moment, my son's father he proposed to me. So then, it's up to me to decide if I wanna keep staying UN for a good job, or I wanna go back to get married. To yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Then I follow As my heart. As a woman, <laughs> I follow my heart, and I went back and got married and everything. And the other example is actually a career choice. Yeah. Before I joined Clear Asia, I was working for an environmental consulting firm. For many people, that also looks great. It's a firm; you make money. Very but, rewarding position. Yeah, but yeah. for Clearasia, it's a non-for-profit organization. And for my relatives who live in Beijing, when they heard what are you getting paid? And for my NGO <laughs> classmates, and they would say that usually when I told them what am I doing, most of them would just kept silent because they work for bank, they work for、mm-hmm. multinationals or、mm-hmm. whatever. But my choice is for a non-for-profit environmental NGO. To them, they didn't know, and they also had their assumptions. So between、mm. these two choices, I ask myself which one I want to go: keep working for environmental consulting, consulting firms, firm? or go to Clear Asia.、Mm. I did my analysis,、mm. and then my heart told me I want to go to Clear Asia, and turned out to be so far, I would say, really, really great. Job. Most of your relatives and family members、uh, would choose the other way, right? But I guess so. Do they understand you now? Yes. They see your what you have achieved. You proved yourself. You know, you found your、uh, own position. Yes, I'm a person. I don't really need the approval from、okay. others. Okay. But for people, friends, and relatives who really care about me, they understand. Because when they see me. They see I'm happily、mm-hmm. working and I'm happily living. They will know Fulu made the right choice. Yeah, so Fulu has made the right choice, and you become a happy woman, right, in your own job and in life. Is marriage important for women? <laughs> I think yes. I would say that's your heart told you, right? Years and years ago, you come back and marry, right? Yes. For me, I think I did. You、I'm, regret? I don't regret. Actually, I believe in love. I still, at、me、this age, I believe in of love. Of course. Yeah, 
even you are a hundred years old, you should we should believe in love. <laughs> yeah, if you have someone you love and you spend times together, that makes you happy. So、yeah. back then, I chose to go back to China, get married. And right now, if you ask me, I still believe women just choose to live the life you want. If you don't want get married, if you wanna just focus on career, go ahead, no、It's、worries.、Okay. Yeah. If you just really feel love is part of your life, also go for it. So my answer to your question is, I don't think any woman has prototype or has a boundary. You need to ask yourself. Follow your heart. Yeah, follow your heart. What life you wanna live right now, or maybe what life you wanna? Anyone can change. Maybe five years later, you wanna live a little bit different, a very different life, and just go for it. But do you think environmental protection is a good field for women? That I would say yes. In my office,、Why? only one guy. Only one guy. Why women are better in this field? I guess women maybe care more about the future, public interest than men. Why? I don't Because、know. we are mothers, right? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We think about the future generations. We have kids on this planet Earth. If we want a very clean Earth for them to live in, right? Maybe. Maybe that's a good. Good point, huh?、Yeah. Because we have never really seriously think about it. Why women are more interested in public interest than men? Or maybe ask the other way: Why women are not that money driven? You think women are not that money driven? At least, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe. So your assertion that women care more about public interest and less money driven, think carefully. Is based on what? I want your point of view. Maybe, as you said, many women are mothers, and we want to take care of the mankind. We want to take care of our kids, and usually, women take care of the family, take on much more responsibilities in families. Yes, we want everybody to be healthy, huh? Good. Maybe. <laughs> I've never thought about this question. You know, yeah, indeed. The first time for me to think about because you inspired me to think. Oh, we are less money driven. It's actually generally speaking, it's all generic. Yes, yeah. It's a, a very superficial sort of、uh, impression. Impression.、Yeah. It's a topic we worth studying, actually. Yes, because the gender know, differences. Yeah, I know in social media many cyber citizens complain about now girls just care about money, but, but in, it's not true. But in my world,、uh, it's, in my circle, no, no. Majority are women, and they're very talented. Like in our team, we have different personalities, different suits of skills, but they are all really, really care about this work. Okay, are we talking about different groups of women? For example, there is a saying in the Chinese society, 在宝马车中哭 and then 自行车上笑 right?、Mm-hmm. There are choices. Either you crying an unhappy marriage, you marry somebody the wrong person, and then he gives you a BMW, and you cry in the BMW, or you can to be happy and riding a bicycle with your husband or boyfriend. Which one you would choose? I don't think me or my colleagues are in either of the group. <laughs> Do you want both? <laughs> no, I think we are the one. We are very capable of choosing any career path we want to have. We can work for、okay. jobs that can bring us lots of money, but we choose to work for Clean Asia. <laughs> I, so it's very, very good answer. You know why? My choice is I do not belong either, but I am in the middle. I'm going to buy my own bicycle. 
I'm going to buy my own BMW and I'm not going to cry. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> you agree with me? Do、I、you fit into this definition? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We bought our bicycles, right? And then we upgraded our vehicles to cars. Yeah. Maybe the difference is I don't buy my own car. You don't? <laughs> I don't drive. You don't drive. <laughs> oh, you don't drive. At the end of our interview, Fulu and I discussed a trending topic from a few years ago. Unmarried women in China were often given two options: Would you rather cry in a luxury car like a BMW, or smile on a bicycle? The BMW would imply you were rich but had no love, while a bicycle symbolized a poor man who really cared about you. I don't like this tricky question because it implies that a woman's future life totally depends on what her partner is able to offer. And the truth is that most Chinese women I know are never confined to these two options. When they stay single, they work hard and save money to buy their own cars and houses. Once they get married, they share the family burdens with their husbands. And Fulu's answer echoes my finding: for women like her, material benefits are not the top priority in terms of both career and marriage. On the contrary, they care more about our environment and public interest. I'm Manling in Beijing. Thank you for listening to our program. If you liked it and want to listen to us again, just to find us. On our website, ChinaPlus.CRI.CN, and Apple Podcasts.